so Jacqueline, thank you very much. So we're we're talking today with uh, a good friend and partner, uh, Chris Whalen, company called Epic Solutions, and Chris is going to tell us a little bit about Epic uh, overall, uh, and we're joint dealings with uh, with Edgeworks. And then I've got some questions for Chris because although we got this uh, this relationship bootstrapped a few months ago, um, I'm watching Epic uh, change pretty pretty dramatically as it gets into what I would call more the commercial field. Uh, Chris, is that valid or fair? It is. I mean, we're certainly not going to move away from our roots, but at the same time, uh, we're expanding our opportunities uh, by by moving into uh, some of the service provider and commercial spaces out there. So yeah. a 30-second 30, 30 overview of Epic. The, the, I mean, we, we're on the, the, the Edgeworks website, so we're, presumably everybody knows who we are. But um, but what's what's Epic? And, and in in general terms, its roots, like it's it's uh, originally in the military, I guess, in in the U.S. Uh, so it starts there, and now you're you're you, Chris Whalen, is trying to move it, or or not trying, you are moving it into more the commercial side of the business, right? So just walk us through that for a sec. Sure, sure. So so Epic's been around for almost a dozen years now, almost twelve years, and uh, and the company was bootstrapped by our three founders. Uh, all ex-Motorola scientists and engineers. And, uh, and they started uh, Epic with the idea of, of really providing uh, the smallest footprint possible for understanding RF signals, RF being Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cellular signals, and, and listening to those and, and, and making sense of those for, uh, for anybody that wants it. Uh, and so we started by, by, by putting together a number of different cards and, and, and components that we sell through integrators that sell into the Department of Defense in the U.S. Uh, and and to other intelligence and uh, and and military and aerospace applications and, and other parts of the world as well, but predominantly in the U.S. And uh, and you know what what Epic is really good at is making them really small. And so small weight and power swap is 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 kind of a big term used for the the Department of Defense. And and why that's important is because you want to be able to detect RF and understand RF signals around you. If you're a warfighter and you're, and you're, you're out in the middle of the desert, you, you could have whatever devices on your vest to understand what's happening around you. So if there's a garage door that goes off, you know, a signal that goes off in the middle of the desert, you know there's something wrong, right? There's somebody that's trying to do something bad. Uh, or if you're, if you're out there and you're, uh, you're, you're in a Humvee, you want to be able to put this into, uh, into an antenna or UAVs, drones are a big part of our business now. And, uh, and they, they want it to be as small and as, as light as and take as least amount of power possible. Uh, and so, so we've, we've had those components and those, those cards out that we've been selling for the last dozen years, and we sold tens of thousands of them. We've now taken them and built them into full solutions. And that's kind of where I got hired into, and, and, and that's where I can help. And those solutions are, are uh, solutions for RF detection uh, or for scanning modules, PCI scanners, and such. So, so that's that's where we're kind of broadening our horizons into corporate security, uh, into uh, into telcos, and and such. Okay, so so the the relationship with EdgeWorks is is based primarily on our um, our knowledge of the commercial field. So we're we're a, a big big customer or big vendor partners are. Our banks, telcos in particular, and those kinds of things, uh, large sort of what I would call tier A customers who have a variety of, of issues in that space. And they're looking for, as you say, looking for solutions. I, I don't have anybody who wants to buy a card. They want to buy a solution of one kind or another. And 
we don't particularly have um, great relationships with the Department of National Defense, but those can grow over time as, as we find that that's necessary to support your organization in the Canadian environment. But I, I you know, you and I started this a few months ago, and you've now, um, I guess, uh, given uh, more um, vendor-type terms, I guess, to some of your solutions. So we're looking at something called Flying Fox, Skylight, and Prism. And I understand them uh, from a basic, basically, but I, I, I want to know what, what the, the solution is that you're, that you're putting together here. So what is Flying Fox as an enterprise solution? What is Skylight and who am I selling it to? And what is Prism and why is that distinct from Skylight? Sure. Okay. So if it's okay, I'm going to start with uh, Prism first. So P Prism is, uh, is, is a, uh, so Prism stands for Portable RF Integrated Scanning Module. Prism, uh, and uh, and so what that does is it takes the small weight and power SDR product that I mentioned earlier, and we take one of those SDRs and we wrapped it into a small box and built some software around it that allows it to do what it's always done for the DoD, and that is detect RF. But we put it into a different application, and what it what it's designed to is to plug into uh, an Android or an iOS phone or tablet and give you a spectrum monitoring device in a really small form factor. And so for spectrum monitoring, if you're not familiar, or PCI scanning, if you're not familiar, you know, there's, there's a number of different RF uh, technologies out there right now in the cellular world. You know, everybody's hearing about 5G. 4G LTE isn't going anywhere, anywhere too far. And there's others, you know, 2G, 3G, and others. Uh, the problem that, that folks like service providers, whether you're a small wireless internet service provider trying to understand, or even, even some provinces, uh, are trying to understand what's happening in their area. Do I have 5G signal here? And if I do, who do I have it with? Uh, and, and if you're out there deploying a 5G network, for example, right now, you want to understand where you're good, where competitors are good, and where you need to do some work. So having a small scanner that's cost-effective allows you to put it in the hands of a number of technicians that can get out into the, into the field identify exactly what's going on, record that data, bring it back to the operations team so they know where they need to do some work or know that where they're doing really well and where they can, where the sales team can go out there and start selling private you know, networks that are 5G based and such. And so, so that, that's PRISM. And, uh, and what's interesting about PRISM is it's based on Skylight software. You mentioned Skylight. And, and Skylight software is something we've been selling, again, uh, for a number of years, and uh, and that is the the PCI scanning and and, uh, and and spectrum monitoring software that we built Prism on. The difference between what we do with Skylight and what we do with Prism is Prism we sell it as a device. It's easy. You, you bring it up, uh, you you plug it in, and you're off off and running. Plug it into your phone, and you're off and running. With Skylight, you need to do some integration work, and it's got a full API that allows you to pull data into something else. And so if somebody's building out a full-on application and they need to have an API uh, access, that's really where Skylight comes in. Where, whereas day-to-day, -day, Prism is, is what you know, so techs pr are going to use in the field. That's what I was going to say, a field-usable field yeah. device for a tech, right? right. Exactly. It, it, from a size perspective and a cost perspective and an ease-of-use perspective, a tech can have one a select group of techs, I guess, would have them in their vehicles and, uh, and use them as appropriate. And it, it's not going to be... Uh, you know, take up the entire vehicle. It's not going to be huge and uh, cumbersome to move around. 
And it's going to be, uh, if you need to bring out more effective tools, you can bring out one of those. But now you know where to bring it because the tech has figured out where the problems are, right? You can more analyze it more effectively. Would that be the theory? Yeah, that's exactly right. So techs can, can work with uh, PRISM, for example, uh, whereas, you know, the operations team and the engineering team back at headquarters, you know, will have the, the big backpack like systems with antennas and such that, that they can do a, a full drive test or a walk test with. Um, and, and, it, and it does, you know, similar things uh, as, as those devices, but it's in a much smaller form fat factor and it's much, uh, it's much more cost effective. So, so Chris, I understood and agreed. And, and you know, uh, that's going to be the issue, right? Uh, I've issued a, a couple of documents recently because we've been talking about, and as you know, because we're buddies here, I live out in the country and keeping rural accessibility is, is going to be an issue. Uh, right. More people are working from home. Uh, the issue where I am in the country is more children uh, learning from home. And how do you make sure that, uh, you know, if you got a, a seven, a nine and an 11 year old, and they're th taking three different types of teaching or three different teachers, how, how do they, how do they all get uh, on board? How do they get an opportunity to learn properly? Right. So these things are going to be really important. I think outside of even outside of the city. Um, I, agree, I agree. In fact, you know, just yesterday uh, in the U.S., the president of the United States mentioned that uh, put together an infrastructure bill that's going to yeah, try that, to bring yeah. rural broadband out there. And, and, and you also have to think about first responders. Right. And, and the ability, if you're inside a building, a public building, you know, can you communicate inside that building, uh, whether it's with a first net kind of a, an application or whether it's you know, over just regular RF? Yeah, and, and having the ability to do that is becoming more and more important. And that's where PRISM can be very effective as well. Yep, we talked. Yeah, exactly. We've been talking to those those uh, very groups here. Uh, well, actually, the other way around, we've been talking to the telco community that supports those groups, I guess, is more accurate. Sure. And uh, and 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 uh, pinning down the kinds of issues that an EMS responder has when they when they get someplace uh, the. the the ability to find the individual that's in trouble now, we should be able to because they've all got a, everybody's got a phone. But how do we actually pin it down and find them if we can't get signal and so on? Good stuff. Mm -hmm. what, what about Skylight now? So, you know, you've talked about it as a as an API. So as a an interface mm -hmm. right to something else. W right. Where would that fit? What's a what's a bigger tool, a bigger program that I would that I would go and call on my customer and say, Here's a you know a facility that's going to expand the value and the use of the existing tools that you've got. Sure. So so we have a number of integrator customers that are out there using Skylight for a number of different things in the defense industry, and and that's that's really where Skylights come into play for us. Uh, and that is you know people that are, are are building out solutions where they they want to understand spectrum in an area. Uh, they can fly a drone in an area, whether it's you know. In, in, in the case of the warfighter in a, in a battlefield, just to understand what's over the hill. If you're, if you're on a mountain someplace, you wanna understand what's going over the hill, you fly a UAV, you use Skylight to understand all the devices in that area. And, and not only the devices, but what spectrum is available, who's talking, not necessarily who's talking on it, but what, what uh, spectrum is being utilized. So if you wanna set up a network using a spectrum and you're not gonna have any interference and, and such. And so it's a communications tool. And so being able to pull data, you know, fast from one of our SDRs into Skylight and then being able to pull that down into an application of your choice uh, is, is, is a big application. For the commercial space, when we go back to a service provider, for example, 
if you want to spec out a, a stadium, for example, that's a big part of what we're doing now. Uh, folks are using Skylight and one of our SDRs will put it into a drone because it's very small. It's easy to put in there. You can fly that drone around that stadium and identify exactly where the signals are strong, where they're not, where you need to work and such. And so using Skylight to pull that data out and pull it into the applications that you're using to set up that, that 5G network in the stadium uh, becomes more and more important as well. So, so there's two things we've hit that I think are interesting here, and we've been touching on it. We haven't got to you yet about it because uh, we're formulating it ourselves. But, but one is that uh, one of the major mall owners in Canada, uh, you know, the big malls, the um, named, named malls, if you want, is uh, taking the opportunity of uh, the pandemic, uh, why not, I guess, uh, to uh, redefine and to rebuild and to restructure some of those malls. And, you know, the first thing they're thinking about is a couple things, right? How do you know who's in the mall and where they are, where your, where your customers are? How do you know if an EMS individual, have, again, has to get in there and do something? And how do you know that uh, everything is safe and secure when it's supposed to be closed at night? Like, how do you tell those things, right? So it will be really interesting to find an application where we could take that uh, to a mall and, and give them that kind of feedback afterwards. And the, the second one we're finding, I think, is um, is perhaps in, in the, the transportation area. Like, how do we know what's going on with, um, you know, all the buses, all the GO trains and all those things in one location? How can we tell that they're all going to be serviced well when they when they get to a main station like Union Station here in Toronto? And the third one we're running into is how do we know when you've got a big campus. So we've got a Seneca College, for instance, here in, in Toronto, huge campus. I was there getting my uh, COVID shot the other day. It's enormous. How do you know when you've got 10,000 people on that campus that they can be serviced appropriately, right? Uh, through the parking lots for safety, in the schools itself, uh, you know, in the, the um, athletic facilities and all those kinds of things. How can you tell that you've got that covered properly? And that, that's, those are applications where Skylight will be helpful. Those are applications for either Skylight or for uh, for for Prism, depending on you know how you want to get go about pulling that data in. You know, understanding you know, the P twenty five network or the the five G network, and 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 where where the signals are strong and where they're not are be becoming more and more important. So, right, right. So yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, one of the other things you and I talked about was uh, also something. Uh, the, the complete opposite, which is a no wireless policy. So mm -hmm. where do you, uh, you know, it could be something uh, like a, a federal facility where you don't want uh, anyone to be able to carry a wireless device in the facility at all. It could be something like a penitentiary where uh, there's nobody is supposed to have a device of any kind, those kinds of things. Is it, is it work in the reverse? Like, can we sit here and say, we want to make sure there's nothing operating in this in this space. Absolutely. So that that's where Flying Fox Enterprise comes into play, John. You mentioned Flying Fox earlier, right? So Flying Fox Enterprise is our solution to detect rogue wireless devices. And rogue wireless devices are any device that's in an area where it's not supposed to be, right? And so whether that's a secure compartmented information facility, a SCIF, in DoD terms, uh, where you you just want to make sure that nobody walks in with a cell phone. Uh, they can do bad things with it or, or Bluetooth devices. Bluetooth isn't everything nowadays. We're in everything from sneakers to, to obviously phones to, to you know, air, 
uh, earbuds and, and everything else. And so, so being able to, you know, hijack data uh, using a Bluetooth device or a Wi-Fi device or a, uh, or a, or a, uh, a cell phone is becoming more and more prevalent and, and more and more dangerous. And so, uh, you know, we, we have done a ton of, excuse me, we, I shouldn't say a ton. We've done quite a bit of business in the Department of Defense where they just want to secure areas and they want to understand what's happening there. So what Flying Fox does is just that. We have sensors that you put around a conference room or around a, a secure area, and it can be an entire building. It can be one room, depending on how you want to do it. And we detect as soon as somebody walks in uh, into a, a an area that you set up uh, as your your uh, your your secure area. Uh, once somebody walks in with a cell phone, once somebody walks in with a Bluetooth device, we can alert based on that. And and you know exactly where it is. And and we have a UI that gives you the ability to see where that device is, what kind of device it is, and allows you to get on the floor and pull it off and make sure that that nobody's doing any harm. We're expanding so that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, so so an interesting, you know, we've had um, the pandemic, of course, has driven lots of uh, boardrooms to be uh, to be more cautious about what they do and when and where they meet. Of course, uh, we're finding that there are lots of, um, I guess, uh, uh, events, if you want to call them that, where uh, our national doctors or or that kind of thing have to have to make presentations. We want to make sure that only the information uh, that needs to leave the room leaves the room. Is that the kind of thing we're talking about here? Absolutely, absolutely. So corporate security and espionage uh, is becoming more and more prevalent. And whether you're a pharma company that's working on a new vaccine, if you're looking at pandemic times, or whether you're a uh, an internet two company that's, that just wants to make sure that your board meetings are secure, or you're a bank that's talking you know, financials and you wanna make sure that stays secure. Uh, it, the same rules apply, right? So, so you can get into a facility, run a, a typical TSCM scan to make sure that there's no devices there to begin with, and then set up Flying Fox Enterprise in that boardroom uh, or in that corporate facility or in that tent, regardless of where you want, set up Flying Fox Enterprise at the perimeter of, of that meeting. And anybody that walks in with a cell phone knowing that they're not supposed to have one or, or an iWatch or anything else be detected and identified. Perfect. Chris, um, so all of this is uh, of, of great interest. And uh, of course, what we're always looking for, you know, is not so much the product as the solution, right? We're always trying to find a problem that we can solve. And the best way for that, uh, from an Edgeworks perspective, of course, is, is to let uh, our customers get their hands on on these devices and then start to start to get the wheels rolling you know uh, their own their their own ideas are going to generate how they want to take your your devices and twist them and tweak them and turn them into something or make them into a solution of some kind um, we've got uh, a couple up here in Canada now that we that we've that we've got in place that are under trials I guess if you want to call it that mm -hmm. I'm uh, tell me more about a little bit more about epic you've got a facility you're, you're making these these things are manufactured in I don't know the U.S. I guess yes. Uh, yes. your 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 um, your development shop is in the U.S. You've got uh, presumably my guys can reach out to your guys, uh, your technical people, my technical people, and your technical people can connect and and share information. Uh, we can put things in labs here and in labs there and so on. Is that? All those yeah. capabilities are there, right? All, all correct. Absolutely. So, so yeah, our corporate headquarters is in the uh, suburb of Chicago, uh, Rolling Meadows, Illinois. 
uh, we uh, just prior to the pandemic uh, finished building out a, a brand new headquarters uh, that's barely being used right now, but will hopefully be 100% used in the not too distant future. Uh, but uh, but the uh, yeah due to the pandemic, obviously. But the uh, the uh, the facility is where we do all of our manufacturing and and everything is done in in Rolling Meadows, and so everything's done in in the U.S. We don't we don't uh, have anything that's built outside the country. So uh, for obvious reasons, with the with the the government contracts that we have, but also. Uh, just to make sure that you know we can keep the quality up that we want and expect from our, our solutions. Perfect. Um, any questions, Chris, or anything? I guess you know my role in EdgeWorks is a little bit of future thinking. You know, because I'm old and silly. I guess I don't know. But uh, but what's next? What's coming? What's coming? What have you got undercover that you can tell us just a tiny bit about okay. without? <laughs> to to getting getting both of us in trouble what can you tell us you know and listen you know the 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 world of RF is an interesting world because you know everybody is familiar with 5g you know people are starting to hear about 6g already right the sixth generation yep. that's coming down yep. and the, and the, that'll be coming you know and that'll be the hype word for uh, 2022 or 2023 coming down the pipe but but um but what's really important is having the ability to communicate on whatever frequency you want, whether you're standing up, you know, your private wireless network and your Bell Canada that's doing that for a customer, for example, or if you're doing it yourself as, as an organization, understanding what's happening in the RF world around you becomes more and more important. What's happening in the frequency I'm going to use? Where's the interference? Where, where is, you know, where could somebody tap into it? You know, we saw what happened in the U.S. with solar winds. And, and, and the ability to go in there and hack into the network using, you know, the SolarWinds application uh, as, as kind of the, 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 the lever. Well, what's going to happen with wireless when all these wi- networks are running on wireless, right? The, the ability to secure those and to be able to see rogue devices, rogue, you know, rogue uh, systems out there becomes more and more important as well. So, so those are the directions that we're heading in. It's going to continue to be in the RF world. We think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of work to be done there to, to, to allow people to communicate and to secure that communications even more. Perfect. So, so the thing that you and I have also talked about is where do you fit in that, the other magic acronym these days, IOT. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I think of uh, a major car manufacturer in Oshawa here, for instance, uh, you know, they're going to have 5G, but it's going to be within their campus, right? It, it, it may not leave their campus um, for, for lots of reasons. Uh, don't need to, number one, uh, and don't want anyone else to see what they're doing, number two, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, where, so what you've said is you, you could protect that campus environment, right? You can, you can make sure that those signals stay where they are. You can make sure no one's listening in, those kinds of things. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's, there, there's a, a number of different things. When it comes to IoT, there's you know the sky's the limit as far as application is concerned. And, and, and let's face it, every sensor is talking, right? And what are they talking? They're talking RF. And so, so the ability to uh, to to take that data, whether it's you know a sensor that's in, in a shipping container, or, or if it's something that's uh, that's you know as you mentioned on campus, someplace, and you want to keep track of you know every every laptop that you give out to a student, for example, understanding where they're going and what's happening and, and such, and making sure that they're, they're being used properly. The, the ability to do that and understand where that is, uh, is all, they're all gonna be talking RF. And so 
having the ability to understand that and see what it is and, and using the right frequency to make sure there's no interference, as I just said, uh, comes down to you know what we can be doing at Epic. Perfect. Um, we cover a lot of ground in half an hour here. I'm, uh, I, I, I'd like to find out, I guess, um, we're doing some wonderful things together in Canada and, and what we're interested in always is trying to find ways that we can um, put together other solutions and other products uh, and knit them together into a bigger, more, more powerful uh, answer to a problem, if you want to think of it in those terms. Have you... Have you, and you're good at this, I know as an individual, have you started reaching out to other other organizations to see how you tag up with them? You done anything along those lines? Absolutely, no question about it. We're, we're talking to uh, to network management folks. We're talking to networking. You don't need to name them. I can't, yeah, I cannot okay. do that. Uh, but, but, you know, when you look at it now, the network's changed. The network's evolved in a big way over the course of the last ten years. I mean, it's always evolving, but but specifically now, you know, tying landline, um, tying in landline and uh, and wireless networks becomes more and more important. And they, and the data center virtualization, uh, you know, piece of it as well. All of that stuff is, is is melding. And so having a network management tool that only covers, for example, uh, the the landline network. Is, is covering half the story. And so being able to tie in what's happening in a 5G network on top of what you're doing in the, in the landline network and being able to layer that, uh, that data and that information and, that, and, that, and the visibility becomes more and more important. So we're, we're working with folks there. Uh, as well, you know, we're, we're involved in, uh, in some of this open architectures that are out there now and uh, playing in the, in the DOD space, but, spe- but not, not just that, in the IoT space as well. And so, uh, so involved in, in those, so that so that regardless of what technology you choose to buy, it's going to integrate in well together. So. Perfect. So, in in the longer run, you know, um, EdgeWorks is going to become more educated in your in your suite of products. We're going to get more in your face, as we always do about uh, solutions, not just products. You know, that's coming from us. Um, yep. Look, look, yeah, looking forward to uh, looking forward to the kind of relationships we've had in the past, Chris. It's uh, it's always been fun. It's always been interesting, and we've always solved some people's problems. I think. So, yes. um, any anything you wanted to add, or anything you want to say, apart from how wonderful we are? Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know, it, working with Edgeworks has always been a pleasure. You you get knowledgeable people, uh, you know. Aside from the management team, I'm only kidding. Uh, yeah, knowledgeable people really up and down, you know, from from uh, from you, John, uh, through uh, through your COO, who I know very well, uh, all the way down to your sales team and, and your technical teams. I've uh, been nothing but impressed with the teams every time we've worked with you, and uh, and you uh, you and I have worked together for for more years than we want to admit. So Incredible. so looking forward to expanding the relationship going forward. Perfect, Jacqueline. I, I think we've talked ourselves out here. That was amazing. I loved it. I actually learned stuff too. That was great. Okay, you can leave that on the tape then. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.